Hello and welcome to The Messed Up Gardener. My name is Esther Aiken and I'm your host for today and I am buzzed to be here. Today we're going to be looking at a relatively hot topic at the moment which is garden tools. I know, not very exciting when you're talking about growing veggies and things like that but it is a keystone to managing your gardens and any indoor or outdoor um, work to be truthful. Now how many of you, and genuinely give me an answer on this one, how many of you clean your gardening tools? I used to be somebody that used to quite literally grab my tools, use my tools, chuck them back where they belong, or you know, mostly in the garden shed, or the um, closest place to the door or chucked in the back garden and forgotten about and they'd sit there go all rusty and gross and then wonder why my garden tools were falling apart in a really short amount of time. So not all garden tools are created equal. You have a lot of cheap imports these days that are basically going to break within the first couple of uses. For example, um, finding a really high quality spade is very important because if you're working in clay soils, for example, you you know you push it into the soil and it bends and eventually it breaks and you're not actually getting a decent soil turnover every time you put a spade in the ground. Or there isn't a decent area on the top of the spade where you can, you, you know, when you're actually standing on the spade itself to push it in, you haven't got enough area for the for your foot to actually be able to put the pressure on. And it literally feels like you're cutting your foot off every time you're putting the pressure on. So my first bit of advice is spend the money on good tools. Go into the garden centres or the hardware stores, um, a really good place to get high quality, high end tools for your garden is actually going into a hardware store or um, in New Zealand for example we have the placemakers and the Mitre Tens and the Bunnings um, they, but look at the trade section of those stores not the cheaper nasties it's great if you've got a teeny tiny garden but and your money to burn because at the end of the day we're all on a budget or at least when it comes to my gardening I, I like to um, manage my budgets definitely so save up and spend the money on a really good quality garden tool designed and used by the tradies it will save you so much money in the long run because they're not going to break on you in a hurry and this is what goes the same for any tool really like the um, leaf rake for example there are a lot of plastic leaf rakes so a, a leaf rake um, just to give you an idea of what it looks like you've got um, it's like a you know a long handle like a broom handle and then it looks like a triangle type tool on the end of that broom handle it can and it's got um, I almost want to call them teeth on an angle so when you're raking up your leaves uh, the the leaf rake itself is quite flexible so it goes with the leaf mounds um, as you sort of you know, jiggle them along so to speak now if you leave the plastic ones for example in sunlight 
and you've got a cheap brand, then the UV will make the plastic incredibly brittle and you will go through them quite quickly. You can, if you've got a really good quality one, it's often the broom handle goes before the actual tool itself. So now there is also the metal versions and you've got the, the cheaper nasty, and we're still at talking about the leaf rake here, not the normal garden rake, but the leaf rake itself. The You've got the ones where, the you know, quite a fancy device where you pull it up the actual handle and the, the f tines or the actual tool itself can become smaller so it fits into smaller spaces, things like that. But often when it comes to garden tools, the less technical and fidgety and just plain old, plain old, the more reliable they are, the longer they last and the less likely they are to break. And some of it's just real gimmicky and you're spending money on things that you don't really need yeah so if you you know i personally prefer to use the plastic um triangle leaf rake i use it for everything my lawn clippings um deciduous you know during the time where all the leaves are being you know dropping from trees which are called deciduous trees evergreen is when they hold on to their leaves but I find that the plastic, it's more flexible. It is, you can, you know, sort of jiggle them around a little bit. So they are quite forgiving. And if you do have it over, you know, you rake over cobblestones or concrete, pardon me, or anything um, precious like that, you're less likely to scratch and scrape when you use, instead of when you're using metal. So, and only, but only for, you know, leaf raking would I use a plastic tool I not not for anything else um, so we've covered the rake which is you know the leaf rake and then you've got your normal garden rake so this is the traditional short bent fork type tool on the end of a broom handle and if you've got a really good quality one again they don't break in a hurry and you find that the broom handle itself will rot out of the tool itself before the rake will break. Now, a lot, you know, a lot of us, um, and I, I'm guilty of this once the broom handle breaks and I've, you know, thrown it in the bin and gone, oh, it's crap, I can't use it. But, because you can't dig the wooden bottom part of the broom out of your rake. So it becomes nasty and it's generally easier just to go and buy another one. However, if you've got a fire pit or something, you can burn it and only if it's really good quality metal and it won't um, melt but you can actually chuck it in your brazier or something rather when you're your brazier sorry not brazier <gasps> brazier um, when you are um, you know burning some wood or you know fire ex um, sorry uh, um, we've got incinerators and things we often use incinerators here in New Zealand to get rid of our paper and rubbish and things especially if you're on a farm but I digress. Uh, and you can actually burn that wood out and you can buy broom handles out of, you know, even just broom handles from your local supermarket and have, you know, turn them and screw them into the rakes and they're good as new again. So you can manage tools relatively affordably and as long as you've got good quality, they can last a lifetime. So we've covered the spade, which is a really 
key tool in your garden. So again, spend the money, you know, you can get the really heavy duty trade types and they tend to really last. Yes, some of the spades can, you know, you're looking at $60, $70 depending on where you go and depending obviously on what currency you're looking at. Uh, I find that the cheaper nasties from things like the Kmarts and the warehouses and um, in New Zealand, I think, that, you know, I'm not sure if Costco and overseas and things like that sell tools, but here in New Zealand it tends to be the um, more the cheaper places that import stuff from a certain country that we shall not name because that seems to be the only available thing to import these days. Again, I digress, back on topic. Um, right, so we've got the spade, the rake, the two different types of rake. So one of the other tools I use a lot in my garden is a hoe. No, I'm not a hoe, but the, the garden tool I use is something that I do like, is, um, the, is the torpedo hoe, which is a almost like a diamond, I want to say diamond shape, but it's the shape of almost an eye on the end of a tool on a slight angle. So this particular tool is not everybody's cup of tea, but I really like it because it only cuts just beneath the surface rather than um, really, really deep. So the reason I like when I'm weeding especially and I've got areas that I need to get through quickly and I've only got small weeds in it, the garden torpedo hoe is quite literally something that you can just quickly um, shuffle round. You're not breaking your back because again it's on a broomstick handle type type handle and you are just scratching under the surface so you're damaging and cutting those newly established roots for weeds and you're scuffing up the soil so you're aerating it at the same time which is really important so getting air through your soils is a big part of soil health and I cannot champion it enough and encourage people to aerate the soils um, so the torpedo hoe it's not a must in the garden I'd be more inclined to um, have it as a, a nice to have not a need to have Whereas in, it's something I do use a lot of because of the, the type of gardens I have, which is tends to be um, ground level gardens rather than uh, raised gardens or bed gardens because obviously bed gardens you can, it would be quite awkward, you'd be holding your arms up quite high and it would be quite awkward uh, to use that unless of course you cut the broom handle to the right height so that you can utilise it with ease. Right, so spade, rake, leaf rake, torpedo hoe, four relatively common tools in a gardener's shed. So, and then we've got the garden um, pitchfork, which is the traditional three-tine uh, metal tool at the end, again, at the end of a, uh, it's more of a spade handle than a, a broomstick handle in this case, and it is used to turn soil um, and a great tool to obviously pick up large clumps of weed and that you've just weeded out of your garden and put into your compost. And it can be used to aerate soils. Um, I use mine quite a bit. If I've got boggy clay soils, I will uh, use my pitchfork and punch holes in soils where it can get a bit boggy so that I'm increasing the aeration and drainage rates 
um, to improve air circulation into those soils. Right, so those are, uh, we've got the spade, the torpedo hoe, the pitchfork, the leaf rake, the normal rake, five tools. So that's the, the biggest sort of tool range, the standard tools that I'd be using in my garden that I have as, you know, what I call my manly, manly tools. And they are often the ones that I neglect the most. So I don't clean them. I mean, if I've been doing work in my clay soils, then sure, I'll get the hose and hose them off and sort of dump them in the, in the garden shed and walk away. But every couple of months, you should be making sure, if not more often, you should be making sure to prevent you from spreading diseases um, through your garden or insects even, because mealybug do like to sit in the soil root systems and eat your plants as an insect. You can spread that stuff through to other areas of your gardens. So make sure you give them a good scrub, but instead of just letting them dry, there is a uh, if you're if you don't like using chemicals, then you can you know give them a bit of a spray with a bit of um, olive oil or something that'll keep them nice and uh, the metal it will stop it from rusting. Any any oil really, um, any cooking oil does the trick too, and it's biodegradable and there's no risk to your gardens or your plants. Or there are um, lubricants such as um, uh, C C. Um, called CRC here in New Zealand. Uh, you find them uh, WD-40 or um, WD-40, no, I think that's an oil. Um, you know, have a look in your garden centres or your hardware stores and ask them for tool-friendly lubricants that will protect the steel and metal and extend the life of your tools, but as well it disinfects them and it's, sterile, you know, it's a form of sterilisation, so you're preventing disease spread. It's really, really, really important to make sure that you look after those tools. Right, so those are the five sort of key tools that I tend to have in my gardens and I've always used successfully. And as long as I look after them, they do last a distance. So a good garden spade will last you a good 10 years plus. I have found, to be perfectly, one of, one of the budget hacks I have found to get really good high quality garden tools has actually been to go to, I don't want to say it quite as nasty as it sounds, but estate sales. Some of the old timers had incredible tools that will last you another 50 years if you look after them. Or garage sales here in New Zealand, they are, um, I mean, the, the quality has changed over the years, but if you can find some, um, you know, really cool as, you can still find some really cool as tools in garage sales, even here in New Zealand, or have a look at some auction sites and things like that, because, again, it will save you a heap of money, but you can still technically find those old school, really heavy duty, amazing quality tools, rather than the cheap nasty shit that's made these days and you know, you're literally buying a gun tool every single year um, because the steel is really crappy quality or it's just plastic and it just isn't, it just isn't what it used to be. So garage sales, estate sales, anything like that, 
be, you know, have a look and see. Oh, the other thing I keep meaning to say, sorry, is when you're buying a tool, all right, make sure that the height of the, the handle is comfortable for you to use. So with regards to a spade, if, you are, if your arms are at a 90 degree angle from your body and you're comfortable and when you're standing up straight, rather than hunched down, get something that's a little bit higher than that because when you're pushing into the soil, you don't want to be working with your back stooped so that you're getting cramped in your lower back and you're getting really sore. So the height of your tool is really important as in the length. So when you're actually using it, your body isn't, you're not fatiguing it unnecessarily. All right, so um, now one of my favorite tools is the, what I call the nawashi. It's a little Japanese hand tool that has a, um, it's a, a relatively short wooden handle. It has a hook um, at the end. It's like a half hoe almost, and um, it's really, really lightweight. It's created for the left and the right-handed uh, person, so it is very, very simple, very, very clean, very, very um, easy to use, and very easy to keep sharp, and very easy to keep clean. So it doesn't, they don't break, um, unless you're obviously, you know, hoeing into a, a garden with stones and things like that, then it can get quite tricky, um, and you have to make sure that you have got a sharpening stone, and you keep them sharpened, or take them in to be um, sharpened at a knife sharpening store they can do it as well so that's another thing um, it's really important to when you're maintaining your tools is to keep them sharp keep them clean and uh, the longevity and if you are struggling with splinters in your wooden handles um, chuck a bit of duct tape around them to, just so that you've got you're not getting splinters in your hands and you're maintaining that good grip um, and keep them out of the weather too, so it'll prolong the life. There are, again, quality is really super important and, you know, the, the longevity of the tool and how you use it. And obviously, if you've got stony gardens, then it is definitely important um, at, that you look at what it is, the type of tool that you're going to use. Now, so there is a difference between a spade and a shovel. So a shovel tends to be more of a, a curved um, tool. So it looks, you know, so the spade and the shovel is completely different. So a shovel is exactly what it, it is. It's like a um, you're, you're shoveling stuff around. You're, a spade is something that you are you use as a straight dig to turn soil over. Shovel is you're moving soil. You know, so if you're moving mounds of soil or um, bark or anything like that, you tend to shovel it into a wheelbarrow and move it or shovel piles so don't get confused with the two so if you're looking for a straight a straight shovel uh, sorry a straight spade that you're using to turn you know you stand on it to dig a hole then that's totally different to the shovel which has it makes digging holes quite difficult unless of course you've got the perfect friable um, soil that is just fluffy and easy to dig, then, you know, if, if you're in a, in a pinch, a shovel will do, but keep it to the spade. So those are pretty much the top six tools that I like to use in my garden. I think we've mentioned seven with the shovel, but the top six are the ones that I, other than, you know, then, you know, there's the wheelbarrow 
and um, a compost bin and things like that. But for the tools, hygiene is really important. Make sure the tool height is really important, the quality of the tool. Go and get, you know, you can still get tools from the old timers um, that are going to last you another 50 years if you look after them. Quality is essential when it comes to buying tools. Go for the more um, go for the trade section when buying the garden tools rather than the general garden area because you will get better quality. Yes, they're a little bit more expensive, but they will last the distance. So if you've got any questions, and I know this was very tool orientated, um, which isn't necessarily for everybody, but if you've got the foundation sorted in your garden, and that with that I mean the the basic tool set then you can pretty much tackle any type of gardening um, that you've got or you want to put your mind to so any space any place any budget I'm a firm believer of being able to maximize output and abundance in your garden and if if you've got any questions that garden related tool related then please DM me get in touch ask the question I'll see if I can cover it in the podcast or um, get hold you know DM you back however that works and um, if you yeah any questions let me know Um, you can find me on the messed up gardener on instagram Uh, i have a uh, the messed up gardener tiktok account where i often put videos on with regards to gardening indoor plants um, anything green related really and i would love to get some feedback and how this resonated with you but again looking after your tools is key to maintaining you being able to maintain a consistent garden um, keep them clean keep the hygiene stop pests and diseases from spreading and ultimately you will enjoy the experience more without shit breaking to be perfectly honest anyway love your gardens be abundant and i will catch you on the next episode bye Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at The Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood or a general plant growing and selling business, let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container. Having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.